This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. Today, we're back to a good person, plural, because People. today, well, so usually we say person, but today we picked more than one person, women, <laughs> because we don't have a lot of information about any of them. And they all go together. And they all go together. And they're all fantastic people. So we're going to be talking about Jochebed, Miriam, and the midwives of that time. Shifra and Pua. Yeah. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) So then, anyways, um, for a little bit of backstory, um, the Israelites were living in Egypt, you know, with, because of Joseph, and then, you know, eventually the Israelites grew and became a, like, nation, and they were in slavery. I was going to say, I think verse 8 of Exodus 1 is the important one for the backstory. There arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. So That was the main problem here. They became slaves, and then once they saw that the Israelites were getting strong, they were like, We are going to have to take care of this. Gotta kill off all of the baby boys, and then we'll be good. So, that's where we're at. That's where we're gonna start. So, should, do you want me to do the first point? Oh, I thought you were, because you have okay, the... That does make sense. You do have the midwives. So, anyway, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just go right into it. So, um, we're gonna start by reading Exodus 1, verses 15 through 22. Yeah, Um, which says, And the king of Egypt spake unto the Hebrew midwives, of of which the name of one was Shifra, and the name of the other was Pua. And he said, When ye do the office of a midwife to to the Hebrew woman, and see them upon stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God, and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called to the midwives and said unto them, Why have ye done this thing, and have saved the men children alive? And the midwife said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively, and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass, because the midwives feared God, that he made them houses, And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born shall ye cast into the river, and every daughter ye shall save alive. So, you know, they they saved the baby boys. They they did not kill them. And that just had to be so... That had to take so much courage. I didn't need to say that first sentence. I said it wrong. Today's not my day, evidently, for speaking. But, um... And when they were called in to Pharaoh, they weren't like, oh, no, we didn't do that. They were like, yeah, we, we saved them. Yeah. But they did, they did kind of twist it a little bit. Yeah, they did. So, which, I mean, I think we just need to address it because it's kind of like Rahab the harlot, right? When she is um, questioned about the spies that she was hiding 
and she does not tell the truth, and yet she is praised for her fearing God. And in the same way, God like is pleased with the midwives here for saving the children. He never condones the lying. Um, and so there was probably another way. Yeah, they're probably telling the truth. God probably would have saved them for that. We don't know that, but you know. Anyway, it's just one of those things that sometimes people, you know, get stuck on. Like, but wait, like they weren't completely Listen, guys, don't truthful lie. here. But what we see is they were trying their very best to, to do the right thing and to fear God and to save. And children, to save the baby, you know, and it took courage, right? And it was because they feared God yes. that they took those steps. So, sorry. Oh, that's all I have. Oh, that's all you good have. Courage. Well, good. Great so, people saving kids. So the next thing Pharaoh tries is then he charges all his people, saying, "Every son that is born, cast them into the river, and every daughter can stay alive." So he kind of takes the burden from the, the midwives just to all the people. And then in chapter 2, we see in verse 2 that this certain woman conceives and bears a son, and she sees that he's a good child, and so she hides him for three months. I have a question. Yes. How could she see that he was a bad child? You know, I've often wondered about that, but I just think probably it meant, like, healthy and strong. Okay. That's fair. That's because fair. he was only three months old, so... I know, I was like, behavior was not really an issue at this point. Yeah, so, no, I, it just means a, a healthy, good, strong boy, and so she okay. hides him for three months. Um, and we're not told in this section of Scripture what her name is, but we can see later on in Exodus chapter 6, when it's going through the genealogy, that her name is Jochebed, and that is the mother of Moses. So she hides him for three months... But she gets to a point where she can no longer hide him, and we're probably all familiar with this story. In verse 3, it says, When she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes, and daubed it with slime and with pitch, and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister, Miriam, stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. I don't... Do you think they could hear that? You know, if they could, it's just some poster board sliding around because once again, the cats need to make their presence known, and so they are making a little ruckus over I just, there. I I wanted to clarify what that noise was because yeah. I felt like we should address it in some way. If you can hear that, it could have been you know like sound effects, like a river rushing in the background. Oh, we should <laughs> add sound effects in. <laughs> just like whatever. Like wind we're going through the bulrushes. Yeah, there we go. I'll do it. Don't worry. You okay. just keep talking okay. and I'll add the sound effect. Great. So then verse 5, we see that the daughter of Pharaoh comes down to wash herself at the river. And the maidens are walking along beside the riverside. And she sees there an ark among the flags. And she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she opens it, verse 6, it says she saw a child. Oh, hold on. You're a little early. Oh, no, no. I'm so sorry. And behold, the I babe just... wept. Ah! <laughs> and she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, because, of course, she was there watching, Shall I go and call thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go, and the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And verse 10, And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, and she said, Because I drew him out of the water. So there's so many women that we could talk about in this part. So, of course, Abby already talked about the, um, what are they called? Midwives. Midwives. I was like, handmaidens. Shifa and Shifra. I'm sorry, I forgot the R. And Pua. Pua. So, the midwives, obviously, feared God enough to not obey Pharaoh. And here we have Jochebed, who sees that this is a healthy, good child. So, she decides to save him. Miriam, his older sister, stands by to see what's going to happen. And when Pharaoh's daughter pulls him out of the water... She runs right up to her. Yeah, she runs right up to the daughter of Pharaoh. And really, risking her life... And the life of Moses. Really, all of these women were risking their lives for babies. Yeah, they really were. The courage that it took to... It's really inspiring. Well, I do think sometimes, I know me personally, I don't like to get into trouble. Oh, no, me neither. With anyone, right? Like, so when when I was a kid, I was very much one of those children that, like, if you looked at me sternly... We cried. Yeah, I was both like, of us oh, because I wanted. Well, not when I got in trouble, she did not cry. But you know, sometimes I did. Oh. <laughs> but it, so I was always afraid of getting in trouble. I always wanted to do the right thing and and that kind of thing. But here, the right thing was, was to disobey what the authority, in this case Pharaoh, was telling them to do. Why? Because there is a higher authority. That they needed to answer That's to. That's the authority you really don't want to get in trouble with. Exactly. So they knew the right thing to do, and so they did the right thing, even if it meant putting their own life at risk. Which it did. Which they did. So if we turn to Acts 5.29, different situation, but we're talking here about Peter and the other apostles who have been warned to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. Did you have another Bible? That girl... <laughs> it's really just like a teeny tiny little tear. And it's your own Bible this time, so. This, that is true. That is on you um, this time. Anyway, so Peter and the other apostles are being told not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus. And in verse 29, so Acts 5, 529, I don't know if I said that or not. And Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. And this here is applying to the idea of preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus, which they were commanded to do. It's the same concept, though. But it is the same concept, right? We should always obey God rather than man. And so a lot of the time, those things are going to fall in line together, right? So when God says, don't steal, the government says, don't steal, easy. It's pretty simple. You just don't steal. We don't steal. But there are times here... That we see the midwives had to go against the, the laws of Pharaoh or the rules of Pharaoh to do the law of God. And the same thing with Miriam and with Jochebed and even the daughter of Pharaoh. Yeah. So 
Yeah, we didn't say we were going to talk about her, but we really did. Because, again... Honestly, we should. She saved a Hebrew baby. Yeah, she could have... Just followed what her dad said. She didn't. Yeah, she didn't either, and she, she just... like, this one, this this good baby is mine now. That's right. I'm going to keep this good baby. <laughs> but she knew immediately when she pulled the baby out... I think, actually, one of her maidens pulled the baby out. But when she did, like, she knew... This is one of the Hebrews' children. I mean, it was probably fairly obvious, right? Yeah, it would have been. And why else would this baby just be in the river? Technically, they were told to be thrown into the river. That's true. I don't think that this is the... That was the... Not what they meant. Well, not what they meant. Not what they meant. They did not mean make a boat so your baby can go sailing. (laughs) Technically, no. But technically, they didn't didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I don't think Pharaoh would have bought that. I don't think you should bring that up to Pharaoh. Yeah, it's okay. He's dead. So. That's true. It's he all is. good. Um, so, yeah, I think we've covered a lot of women here with good hearts that were willing to go against authority and to stand up for what they were being told to do in order to do the will of God. Yes. So, yeah, the courage that took us. What's your relationship advice from this? Ooh, relationship advice. Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't think of one either. I was thinking about it this whole time. Well, here is one. I just felt like all of mine were a stretch. Yeah, well, we don't have a lot of relationship stuff right here, except that, I mean, obviously, Jacobed was married. The others, we don't even know if, like, obviously, Miriam was a child. Yes, the midwives were married. Oh, because God made made houses of them, so... There we go. They were blessed because of it. Yeah. So when you find, um, I guess, I'm sorry. I was about to say when you find a good woman who fears God, but we should be those good women who fear God. Fear God, right? And, and then we'll be blessed. We'll be blessed mm-hmm. because of yep. it. So, yeah. That's, I mean, I guess it's not really relationship advice, is it? Uh, it's a relationship between you and God, which is still a relationship. True. It's just not husband and wife relationship. Or boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. Mm-hmm. It's your relationship with God. Which is the most important relationship. It's true, it is. And so, will make you a better mate, no matter what. So. Everybody's seen. Everybody here has seen the triangle. <laughs> The triangle. Oh, such a good lesson. If only you guys could see the triangle. Y'all, y'all have seen a triangle before, so let's just go from there. God is at the top point of the triangle, and you and your husband are on either. What are those called? The, the part. Those parts of the triangle. The base. We're at the base, and so like the closer you get to the top of the triangle, which would be God, God. the closer you get to each other. There you go. There That's you how go. you tie it all in. I about drew a triangle and then was like, look, guys, like this. And then I was like, this is a podcast. This is our voices we're using today. But yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I feel like we had something to say, but... I don't think so. I mean, I think we always say thank you. I don't know. Do we? Do we say thank you? Thank Thank you. you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.